I filmed that video in front of the, a painting, which is hanging in our dining room. And some people were, oh, this one specific comment on the post was, yeah, okay, no wonder why he's retiring. Just look at the picture behind him, at the painting behind him. And I got to admit, it looks a lot like a Jackson Pollock. But in fact, when you just go a little bit down with the camera, it says Ethan, which is my older son. So people thought it's a multi-million dollar painting. And in fact, it has much more worth because it's from him. You can't buy a Jackson Pollock. You cannot buy that one. Hi, it's Sebastian Alvarado. Welcome back to Coffee and Football, the interview podcast where I sit down with some of the most influential profiles in the game to learn about their lives and career journeys. This week's episode is the second part of my interview with Christian Fuchs. So if you haven't listened to the first one, I'll recommend to do that before getting to this. In the following conversation, we dive further into Christian's personal perspectives, touching on things such as Leicester's incredibly successful Champions League run, where they made it all the way to the quarterfinals and barely lost to Atletico Madrid. We also get in on what his plans are for when his contract is up in 2019 and moving to New York City and potentially playing in the MLS or even the NASL. I ask him about his relation to money, fame, his boss who commutes by helicopter to the games, his wife who runs most of his life outside of the pitch. And as always, we'll wrap it up with a set of rapid-fire questions. So without further ado, I hope you enjoyed part two with Christian Fuchs. You have a, well, the King Power Stadium is a quite special place. Um, one of the things that, you know, you have a, an interesting owner. <laughs> yeah, interesting is a good word, yeah. Who flies the helicopter in and, yeah. and out of games. How would you describe him as a team owner? He's um, there for the, for the players. He's a very, you can talk to him anytime. He's very open when it comes to that. I think that just comes with the culture that they are, that they grew up with. Uh, so also after the title winning season, we all went to Thailand. Uh, we had some celebrations there. Hundreds of thousands of people were on the streets, also on the open bus tour. So he's trying to stay as close as possible to the team. He's, he can take jokes on his cost and our cost. It doesn't matter. So no, he's very, very attached to the players, which is not always the case, to be fair, because some owners just invest their money and that's it. But he really wants to be hands-on uh, he's coming every game to the locker and saying good luck for the day, for the game in person. So that that's very much appreciated. Oh, so he, he comes down to the locker oh, room every before. time, every time. Oh, right. That's interesting. Um, you had a now the, this past season we talked about a little bit. The league was a little bit up and down towards the end. It was it was very good, but you had an amazing run in the Champions League. What was that like? <laughs> Just enjoy every moment that we have, because. It's, it might not come back so, so soon again. So it was a special thing for us, resulting from the season, from the past season. But then with Leicester being in the Champions League, then Leicester being in the, in the final 16, and then Leicester being in the quarterfinals, uh, it sounded like just a continuation of the, of the story that we were writing ready for the last two years. Being all the way on the bottom, to having the great escape, winning the Premier League, going to the Champions League, having a great campaign there. You know, going out there 
in the Leicester jersey, hearing the the Champions League anthem, first time in the King Power, the second game at home, pff, that was insane. That that was simply amazing. Who would you have the first game? Uh, Copenhagen was it Copenhagen? I'm not 100 percent sure yet. Uh, it was it just Champions been. League. It was just another win for us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think it was Copenhagen. Yeah, Copenhagen, because Bruges was the first game away, then Copenhagen. Yeah. What's your most memorable moment from the Champions League? Uh, the second leg against Sevilla, where we won at home 2-0 and we advanced to the quarterfinals. We, we were just standing on the field and we were hugging each other. It was it was one of the biggest success of the club history. And we were literally working our butts off just to get there it was a big effort and it paid off honestly before the game i was very confident i i told my wife i spoke to her before that we're gonna advance i was very very optimistic and it worked out what did i tell you that's exactly what you told yeah. me the the other the other night yeah. you, you did tell me that you were sure oh, yeah. they were going to win that game which most people myself included didn't believe yeah, but I, I had this feeling, you know, we, we were coming back from Sevilla. We lost 2-1, but we had this away goal. Then Ranieri got fired and Shakespeare took over and we had this amazing game against Liverpool. And I think Liverpool is about the same level like Sevilla, so they are a great side. And we marched on and simply the fact how we played around that time with how much energy we played, with how much intensity made me believe with, with the... People in the in the King Power Stadium behind us made me believe that we're going to make that. We're going to make that. That was my attitude. After that, did you think you would uh, advance even further? I thought so. I mean, we we played a we played a great game at home again, especially in the second half. See, that's that I can live with that. You know, playing an amazing game, getting kicked out, trying everything. I think we showed, again, the world out there that Leicester is not this little, tiny, small team that everybody thought it is, but that we are a really good side with quality players. That makes me proud. I just want to touch briefly on the on the national team, because you do have almost 80 caps for the Austrian national team over 10 years or yeah. so. Yeah. How was the first uh, call-up? The first call-up was not even a, a game. It was a camp in... Abu Dhabi with, uh, I think it was 150 degrees in, in the sun every day, twice a day. There was, yeah, I remember that. But then the first game was against Croatia, what I mentioned at the beginning of, of the interview, which just showed me again, I need to improve myself more and more and I can never stop. There's no, there's no way. But overall, the last 10, the 10 years playing for the Austrian national team were, most of them were hard. <laughs> because we were not really a team that was successful. But then eventually my coach that I had in Bochum that got me to the German Bundesliga, Marcel Koller, took over and we literally advanced on a monthly basis. And we qualified for the Euros 2016 in, in France. And never mind how we ended up in the, in the Euros, if we would have won them or if we got kicked out after the group stage. I for me after that it was it was the end for from for my national team career. Take me through that that moment that you decided to retire and and how did you go about making the decision and and then telling people about it? My decision was not from one day to the other. I really 
for me, it all came down to family. Uh, that, how did you say that again before when we were talking about being younger and how rich that you cannot do everything you want? Come on. I just look, I'm just looking for one word. Well, when you're younger, when we spoke about at the beginning, when you're younger, you cannot do everything you want. How do you call it? To, in order to become professional or uh, how? No fucks given. No fucks given. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on. Fucking hell. We're talking about sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yeah. Just think of the Bible and keep going. Okay. Can you ask me again, please? Hold on. I need a sip of coffee. Go ahead. Okay. So I was asking you about the moment when you decided to retire from the national team. Uh, What went into that and uh, then how you went about making the announcement? So to me, it was not a decision that I that just came to my mind and I said, okay, now I'm going to retire. No, I thought about it pretty well. I discussed it with my family because honestly, my wife, she she got me to play another qualifier. I wanted to quit my national team career really earlier because you see your kids growing up far away. You can't really be with them. Now, not playing for a national team, it at least gives me four days a month, if so, to spend more time with them. And uh, yeah, it's just the, the sacrifice that I didn't want to take anymore. It's It has been enough. I think 10 years were great. I, I think I gave a lot for my country. And I announced it these days via social media. That's very common these days. It was... I got mixed reactions because people didn't really believe that it's just down to family, which which it it is. Uh, but because the national team didn't play that well at the Euros, they all thought, okay, there's a big drama at the national team. And then giving them the answer saying, no, it's only down to family. They were kind of disappointed with that, but who cares? I'm, I'm happy now. I'm happy with my national team career, 78 caps in 10 years. I'm very happy with that. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. 
Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. There was one reaction that you paid special attention to. Can you tell me about that? You mean the one with the painting? <laughs> so, I filmed that video in front of the, a painting, which is hanging our in our kitchen, in our dining room. And some people were, oh, this one specific comment on the post was, yeah, okay, no wonder why he's retiring. Just look at the picture behind him, at the painting behind him. And I got to admit, it looks a lot like a Jackson Pollock. But in fact, when you just go a little bit down with the camera, it says Ethan, which is my older son. So people thought it's a multi-million dollar painting. And in fact, it has much more worth because it's from him. <laughs> so it's there is no value in that. And if somebody wants to buy it, there's no chance to buy it. You can buy a Jackson Pollock. You cannot buy that one. <laughs> so that was the funny fact beside it because people said, yeah, he... Uh, he is a multi-multi-millionaire, uh, where in fact it's only down to family, <laughs> to be fair. And then no, no money in the world can, can give me that. Fantastic. <clears throat> and, and I do appreciate, obviously, you've mentioned your, your family and, and your wife several times. What does your wife do for a living? Well, she has to stand me first, which is, I think, the hardest job. <laughs> yeah, she puts you in order. To me, yeah, it's, uh, I understand that I can be a pain, a pain in the ass sometimes, but... Listen, I think that's why she's loving me. <laughs> uh, she has her own event company called Ryan the Tame, and she's, she's um, hosting concerts, classical concerts. She's uh, doing a lot of charity work for Romanian. She's born Romanian, so she's helping her country to develop, kind of. She's running my life a little bit over here. She's running Fox Soccer Academy. She's, help, she's running No Fooks Given. I don't know what she's not doing, but she is very good in everything she does. She seems to be working quite a bit harder than you do, huh? Come on, give me a break. <laughs> I showed you my interval runs that I have to do in off-season, <laughs> and you wanted them, so <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, and then tell me that I'm not working hard. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be texting you my, my times. Oh, please, Let, please do. <laughs> let's see if you're impressed. <laughs> I, I want to see how fast you can run. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll find a way to cheat cheat on those i'll probably take a bike down or something No, but she's to be in all fairness she's a very great support for for our life for my life so yeah fantastic and, and she is sitting here for for a couple of hours with yeah, us that's so. whatever puts me under pressure right now so i have to <laughs> <laughs> i have to be nice no in being a uh, a premier league player and obviously now being being a champ um there's you know other components that comes with that in terms of fame in terms of money in terms of people wanting access and and so on what's your um relation to fame and money well i think especially in the city here money makes life a little bit easier but i i'm i'm really happy to be here and have my privacy walking around in leicester is okay people are respectful but I, I really don't need that. I'm not that type of person that needs the fame. It doesn't really help. What's your relation to money? That it's important. It is. 
That's how we can survive. That's how I can take care of my family, of my kids. If there would be another system in place, I would probably prefer that. But it is what it is, and we need it. You mentioned um, earlier that you'll do, I believe, maybe two more years before moving to New York permanently. What if you get an offer from China and they say, well, we'll pay you, pay five times more? For how long? <laughs> Let's say for a... See that's, the, see, that's the thing. When I when I had to weigh my options before I joined Leicester, I could have gone to Russia and the money would have been much more, but it was not of my interest. I decided to go to the Premier League, which is also not bad. For me, family is more important than that. So what is the plan? So two more years or one? Two more years, my country is now, yeah. And then coming here coming and the plan here. is to play in the MLS? Yeah, why not? Or NASL. It needs to be in New York, though. Should be in New York, preferable. <laughs> What's your impression of the MLS? It's advancing. It's getting better and better. I think it's still a little bit back from what, what's happening in Europe, but that's, I mean, I think that's just no, because it's not the main sport here, but it's growing so much. I mean, every kid right now is just talking about football or soccer, they are calling it. So it's, I think it's progressing very fast. And I think in 10 years from now, we will have a great league, 20 years maybe, but it's, it's advancing a lot. We're getting towards the end. I'll get into a few rapid fire questions. Already? No, we can Come talk. On. We can talk for a bit more. We said, <laughs> okay, it's almost two thirty. You have dinner at seven. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, they're rapid fire. But if you want to elaborate, feel free to to do so. Um, in German, in whichever language What's you want. I, I do it in German and then we're going to dub it to like another like the old school like the old school movies you know okay you can try um, favorite team Leicester City did you have any favorite team growing up yes and that was <laughs> I'm going question by question quick fire no uh, Manchester United oh gosh what Okay. I told you, my I was a fan of Eric Cantona when I was young. That's respectable, but... So, that's right. why I loved Manchester United. All right. And there's nothing bad about that, even if I'm playing for Leicester. I, I was also young, and I had my idols. And I have, I had teams that I was looking up. I was also looking up to Rapid Vienna when I was a young boy. Austria, Salzburg, when they were in the UEFA Cup back then. So, there were some teams that uh, inspired me, and some players, obviously. The biggest moment in your career? winning the Premier League hello that was that was that was um, by far up there what's the what would be the next best uh, the assist to Jamie Vardy's 11th goal in the Premier League consecutive goal where we played against Manchester United here we go so I got the ball from Kasper Schmeichel on the right side it, it was fun when the commentator said he is left back Fuchs but I was on the right side and I played a ball through the defense and he scored this scene and then how the 
players came together and celebrated with Vards. Very honestly, everybody came together and was honestly happy for him to, to achieve that, that 11th goal. The best player you've played with? Played with? Raul. The best player you've played against? Robin. See, I'm, I'm, I can breathe pretty quick. Snap, snap, snap. The manager that's meant most to your career? Uh, Thomas Tuchel. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Be patient, buddy. Be patient. But work hard. See, that's what I'm trying to, to tell all my players. It's down to patience, but also to hard work. The most well-known football contact in your phone? In the States, it's probably Andreas Herzog. Because he was assistant coach of Jürgen Klinsmann for a long time. And um, good friends with him. And internationally? Well, I have, I have Claudio Ranieri in there, Thomas Tuchel. I think they're pretty okay. Yeah, people know who they are. Jermaine Jones, maybe you know him. But I, listen, they're, they're, it's, just, it's just people that you're working with and, uh, they, and you keep people in the phone book that you like to stay in touch with. We've obviously said it several times, but Leicester winning the Premier League, it's also seen as one of the greatest, maybe underdog stories in, in sports history, not yeah. only in, in football. And uh, there's been some talks of Hollywood wanting to do a movie about it. Uh, if that happened, who would play the role of Christian Fuchs? I hope Ryan Reynolds is listening to this now here. He would be the one. Yeah, well, the thing is, he, he, he tried to call me. Uh, I didn't have time because I was celebrating, and um, but I think he would be he would be a good good actor in my case. Also, to be honest, uh, there were a lot of people already comparing Ryan Reynolds with me on Twitter on social media, and it's funny how 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 people see similarities, which I don't because it's me, you know, and that's him. But why not? Um, three people in the football world past or present, and let's assume language is not a barrier, uh, that you get to take... It should not be a barrier. It shouldn't be. <laughs> it should never be. Um, but three people that you get to take for dinner, anybody in the football world, past or present, who are the three? <laughs> Eric Antona, Rivaldo, which are two of my idols, as, as you know. And hmm, a past one, a present one, Sindela. Sindola? Yeah. Who is that? He was uh, one of the biggest Austrian footballers ever. And where would you take them? Out to Laiskina downtown. <laughs> <laughs> they have a good tequila menu. Uh, uh, tapas menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know nothing about that, right? No, uh, no nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Do you have anything you would like to recommend? Anything I want. Well, I mentioned Fox Soccer and No Fox Game already 20 times. Um, to be in all, in all fairness, just enjoy whatever you do, give it everything, and don't give a Fox. You understand? No Fox Game. I absolutely understand that. Yeah, 100%. I'll, I'll, I'll start using that. And listen to this podcast more often, all right? At least your episode. 
Yes, of course. But th- that's interesting, you know, to give this opportunity, and then because you never have this opportunity, what would you say then? What would you What would you say? I'll tell you this: from previous guests, I've gotten all kinds of recommendations. There's people who recommend a restaurant in their hometown. Uh, there's people okay. that's recommended. Uh, My hometown doesn't have a restaurant at all. <laughs> Okay, give me a give me a restaurant in, in Leicester. Like if I come to Leicester, hopefully this next season, since it'll be you know you, you're almost done there, I should come over and, and watch a game. So to have a good time there, what are the spots I should go to? Well, you don't want to stay in Leicester. You want to go to a place called Hambledon Hall, which was like an old hunting house, and they transformed it. Very typical British, old school, nice bar. They transferred it to a restaurant, which has a Michelin star and a hotel. It's on a peninsula. So you're surrounded by water and it's our favorite restaurant there. Sounds good. So you we'll, we'll go come there. for a game and then after the game, that's the spot. Exactly. Sounds good. Um, a movie recommendation. Movie. I, I literally have no time to watch movies. Did, did you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah she's okay. on it. Uh, this movie is called The Age of Adeline. Don't know of it. I don't know her. It's a, it's a, obviously it's a... No, I don't, I don't know of the movie. Uh, oh, I see. You, you should watch it. It's okay. very interesting. Sounds good. Um, a book recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. <laughs> is it right, right? Yeah. The art of not giving a fuck. Great. How can people follow you? Yeah, they can either walk, walk after me or they follow me on Instagram, which is probably easier. Social media uh, like Twitter, Facebook. So it, I'm, I'm probably one of those, those guys that does all this social media by himself. Oh, you do actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's very important to, to stay authentic. So... I have here and there some help, but the posting I do myself and the contents and all that, that's, that's literally me. That's o- cool. Otherwise, you won't see a picture of me and my son wearing a hat because then it would not be me. Yeah. Last question. Who do you think I should interview on this podcast? Um, try to catch Raul. I think it might be interesting. Try to catch... I got to know Steve Nash just recently, and he's a very great character. My son would like for you to interview the ABC monsters. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can make that happen. But uh, both Roel and Nash uh, yeah, are absolutely on my list. They're very, very great. Yeah, great people. Fantastic. Well, Christian, thank you so much for for spending a little bit of time here during during your vacation. I, I truly appreciate that. Uh, we look forward to following you. And no, I was happy to be here. Well, you sold me with the coffee. To be fair. <laughs> you sold me it's coffee and football and I was like yes that's the place to go to that's the one you should open a coffee shop it's in the works <laughs> <laughs> great looking forward to it yeah, well, I'll well, be your main customer sounds good maybe we'll get some Nofux coffee in there as well oh you have the sponsorship uh, guaranteed I'm telling you that fantastic we'll, we'll, we'll set it up well thank you so much thank you best of luck thank you to your family who's here supporting obviously so uh, very much appreciated best of luck we look forward to seeing the next couple of seasons and then seeing you over on this side in, in a couple of years I'm looking forward to that maybe maybe I'll be here soon again sounds good you're very welcome for a part great. two so alright 
Thank you, do. Christian. Bye Appreciate bye. it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe on iTunes and write a review. I would really appreciate it as we grow this podcast one listener at a time. If you have any feedback or ideas, feel free to send me an email at sebastian at coffeeandfootball.com. You can also link up with me via Twitter. The handle is at coffeesfootball. Stay tuned for next episode. It will be another amazing one. Thanks again and have a great week.